Hello and welcome to the Lost in Possession podcast. With the title race pretty much done and dusted, let's be honest, everything now goes towards the bottom of the table with five teams and potentially some more fighting out for one of the most exciting relegation battles in Premier League history. Let's dissect the last round of games and see who we think is going to go down. Roll the intro. Yes, hello, dear viewer slash listener. It's us, the Lost in Possession podcast, here to give you some more football knowledge, expertise, and hopefully some banter along the way. We're going to be discussing the relegation fight, as mentioned in the intro, and we think this is something that really, really is hotting up now. When teams look dead and buried, they seem to have revitalised. Teams that looked like they were going to be safe are now back in it again. Teams still to play each other, in this relegation fight as well, with just a few games left, five for some, four for others. We really want to find out, you know, where this is going um, and who we think is going down. So, so Jamie, let's start with you. If we look at the games that have just gone on this weekend, um, anything in particular that stands out as a particular threat to somebody? Or, or well, you know, you've got to look. You've now. got to just look at the Bournemouth Leeds game, really, on. That's happened on Sunday, four-one at home. Like that's a what a result for Bournemouth, and to me, that's meant they're they're staying up. Despite I think all three of us would have to admit we were wrong. <laughs> we I think we all had Bournemouth going down. It's not the case anymore. Um, they've been phenomenal in the past few weeks, getting a away win at Spurs, scoring goals at Spurs' ground. I've seen is very hard to do. So the fact they went three and won the game, very, very well done on their behalf. But today, 4-1 against the Leeds side who are in the mix, as well, very much in the mix, shows where they've come. And they they don't need to worry about the drop anymore. I don't see the teams below, a lot, all the teams below them getting enough points to catch them up. So... I think that's the biggest sort of result. But then you also got to look at, flip it on the, on its head and that's where Leeds are in trouble. Mm. I think Leeds are, well, Leeds are one point above the relegation zone and that's, that's where I think it's a massive concern when you've got to look at their fixtures left. They've got City away, home to Newcastle, away to West Ham and a, at home to Spurs, mm. you you wanted safety to be like in control by now. So the fact that they're in it is worrying for Leeds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd agree. I mean, I think first of all, full credit goes to Gary Neal at Bournemouth. You know, they're now ten points clear of eighteenth, who are who are Leicester, um, and absolutely thrash Leeds four one. I mean, we're saying about Leeds, and Jordan, we'll get your thoughts in a sec, but you know. Leeds had two two games previously, if you include that Bournemouth one again, you know, against Leicester as well, where that was their probably chance to dig themselves out of it. But we need to, you know, the, the, we need to really see if Leeds are going to stay up here because they got fresh four one today. They got fresh six one at home to Liverpool a couple of weeks back, five one at home to Palace a few weeks back, four one away to Arsenal. You know, even when they look like they get themselves out of it by beating Wolves, beating Forest, they pull themselves back in. What do you make of Leeds? Do you think they're going to stay up, Jordan, or or is it you know 
are they marching on together down to the championship? Well, I think I think leaky leads are going back down at the minute because they can't defend for for love nor money, and they're ticking all the boxes now out of nowhere. Again, we, we you know we said earlier in the season, it you felt like they had the quality to stay up, thought they'd score enough goals, but now they're barely scoring goals. They're conceding in disgusting numbers, and it's you know we 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 said it, what, what probably a year ago under Bielsa. They can't defend. They just can't defend. And and they've had a new manager after new manager. And it's the same old problems that are occurring. And for all their attacking quality, you know, you can argue Bam- Bamford's been off the pace. Obviously, we saw his sitter against Leicester. But if you can't defend, you, you don't get anywhere in this league. And when you're conceding not just two or three, you're conceding four, five goals, six goals in games, You, you it's, it's impossible to win. Mm. And, and Jamie, you just touched on it. There are four games left. Like, they're, they're, not, they're certainly not favourites in any of those games. And, and the way they're playing at the minute, you, you'd back them to concede two or three guaranteed. The suddenly Leeds have gone from a position of, they weren't really completely in it, in my opinion, to now, I, I'd say they're one of the, out of all the teams, I, I'd, I'd say they're probably most likely. We'll, we'll, we'll have to debate this later later in the podcast, but... Yeah. Leeds are in serious trouble now and, and something needs to change in the next game or, or for me, they're going down. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, before we move on to the uh, the next team in this relegation dogfight, it'd be interesting to know what, what you think the problems are. for the, I know we mentioned about the goals conceding, you know, a lot of people blame Jesse Marsh for this, but I, you know, is it all his fault? Is it the poor recruitment? You know, is it the poor goalkeeper? Let's be honest, he's not very good. You know, what do you think this is that's causing the issues at Leeds? You know, a lot of fans have been going out on social media saying things. So, of course, if you are listening, Leeds fans, you know, do do give us your feedback as well. But what what has gone wrong for them? Because the, it was Bielsa's was leaking goals. Jesse Marsh has seemed to stop that, but wasn't really scoring. They've got good players. You know, they've got atmosphere to get them, you know, get them over the line. What what Why hasn't it just clicked at all? It is defensively that that's it. They've conceded the most in the Premier League this season, so that's really where it's coming from. And I think um, Bamford, obviously, he's not been fully fit, um, and he was what what when they did quite well under Bielsa in sort of the first year. He was in they were in the Premier League was down to having Bamford's goals, so they've completely dried up on that aspect for him being out and then not really fit. So that's the problem. But defensively, they've not strengthened at all. They've, they've, and it's just an obvious sort of thing, but they've not done good enough recruitment where you could argue the other teams have tried to at least. And I just don't think Leeds have done a very good job at it at all. Um, what you, What you had with Leeds before, though, under Bielsa, was you could have a game where it'd be 4-3. But at the moment, they're scoring what? one and then concede in the four so that's where i think their problem is it's well i think well really it's both ends they've not improved defensively despite trying to but they've done a very poor job of it and then the goals are dried up through injuries so that's why they're in this position and if they did stay up you probably want a whole new back four minimum 
They're bang um, average. They're, they're bang average. That's the reality. Their defense is bang average. You know, Ailing, I don't think, got much quality. But it's also, they all, all have a mistake in them. Yeah. And they all, they all consistently make mistakes. And you can't, you just can't have that. They just seem to lose their heads. Like every time they concede one, you know, I don't know, I don't know how, mentally how, how it works, but maybe no real leader in there between them. And they're all sort of, you know, there's no real character. I can't put my finger on it, but I think the bottom line is they've just got an average defence. Um, and at the minute, I, I just can't make a case for them. Okay. So, so let's move on then from Leeds to 17th place, Nottingham Forest, who are level on points with with the Whites, um, just with a worse goal difference, which <laughs> does say something at this moment in time. Um, what do we make of Forest chances? You know, they've... They've got a big game next week against Southampton. They've got Chelsea to play, Arsenal at home, and then they finish off on Palace away. What do we make of their chances coming up? You know, and why do we think, you know, they're in this situation? I know we'll blame the fact that they have about 14 buses worth of players. But is that the only reason? You know, are, are we confident they might stay up? You know, they they beat Brighton in the week. They lost again this weekend. Is it consistency? What, what is it with Forrest? It's got to be, well, it's got to be home versus away, really, isn't it? That's a massive thing for Forest away from home. They're dreadful. Like it's, I think dreadful's even underplaying it of how bad they've been away from home. And they get, they've got results at home that's kept them in this position. But w- when I saw them play City, they got a 1-1 draw, fair enough. I don't expect them to outplay City or anything like that. But they were one of the poorest sides I've watched. And I just didn't understand what like what their plan was. It wasn't like they tried to defend deep and what, well. In that game on another day, City would have won that five or six nil, and you couldn't have argued. You just knew, but then they had one shot on target and scored. But that's sort of where I think it is. I don't think they're a very good side, and away from home, which I don't know. Yeah, so they've got to rely on the home game against Southampton. I generally think that is the be-all and end-all of probably them getting points. They have to get three off that. Otherwise, I think they're in such serious trouble because of their away form, which is which means they probably... Actually, they could get a point against Chelsea because Chelsea just don't score, <laughs> really, which, which John will probably agree with. <laughs> I don't think their fixtures are that bad. I mean, Chelsea away, we don't know about that one. Palace are on the beach, let's be honest here. But um, it's away from home. And they're, away from so, they're so bad away from home, it's you might best, just write them off. But it's their best chance to do it. They've got Arsenal at home, the second to last game. Last game at home for Forest. The atmosphere will be electric for that. We know how Arsenal deal with cauldrons like that. that that's the league might have gone. The league might have gone for Arsenal as well, and, and they're too oh, far it, off third. It has gone. Let's, let's correct that there. It has yeah, gone. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, it might have gone on that last game, and you but, won't. You won't you you can't get third or first, so you could be sort of done. Yeah, but that that'll be one they're riding up. I don't think Arsenal will be that, and also you got to think Arsenal have got the best away record in the league. That's why they're up there. I know you're writing them off for the league, but they've still been the second best side in the Premier League this season. Yeah. So it would and be. I think they will have. A, I think they'll have the chances that I saw City have against them. And it's just about taking them. They'll have, they should be favourites for it, and I think they will 
they'll have the ch- opportunity to win that game quite comfortably. Okay. So there's some winnable games there. They've got the players to do it. You know, Brennan Johnson's got 10 goals for them. Uh, Awoni has got five. Morgan Gibbs-White has got four. Um, so they've got goals in them. So it's not necessarily, it might not necessarily be up front their struggle. I know we said they're away from home. What about the decision to keep Steve Cooper? Do we think that was the right one from Forest? Do you think maybe they sort of chopped and changed like some of the other teams have done? No, I, th- I think no. you have to keep him. You have to keep him. Like, well, look, look what he's done. Let's, let's, you know, I think this happens. This is a bit of a problem with with all these sort of lower sides that come up. You know, Steve Cooper, I think Forest. I can't remember the exact stat, but they were basically battling potential relegation from the championship. Mm-hmm. Cooper then got them promotion. So yep. to then sack him because they've had a tough time in the Prem when they've signed, you know, boatload of players, it's just like, where's the loyalty? Like, I know you can't have too much loyalty these days in football, but like, come on, he has earned the season. Whatever they do, he's earned that right. Um, And again, you know, Chelsea have had the issues we've seen. You sign too many players. It doesn't obviously just doesn't work overnight perfectly. So again, you've got to factor that into the decision making as well. He's been in a tough position, doesn't know his best lineup. Um, but I do think they have a, a quite a nice fixture list out of the lot there, though. To be yeah. fair, I think I think with with the fact that relegation rivals like Palace are way clear of it, that definitely eases that pressure on them there. I think in terms of yeah. must win, if Palace are going to be on the beach, you know they're going to probably fancy their chances. And they've shown that they've shown me something that. Two, two or three weeks ago, I would have said 100% they're going down. But they have shown me something these last few weeks. The win over Brighton, going to Anfield and, and coming back twice. I know they lost, but... And again, Brentford, they were unlucky at the weekend. You know, they were there. They had the three points and then they... Although they bottled it, they're showing signs of life. And as you said, you know, Arsenal, I, I think City would have won the title on that last day already. So that that's a game they'll get points out of. Chelsea, as we said, we can't score, so they're guaranteed a point. Um, (laughs) And Southampton will be at the bottom, you know. Southampton are sinking at the minute and they'll fancy three points in that game as well. Yeah, I think they'll mark that one as their big, their big, their big one. If they're going to get out of it, it's going to be that. Okay, so let's look at, let's look then, um, as we mentioned to Leicester, their East Midlands rivals. And we're, of course, playing 19th place Everton in their next game. What do we make of Leicester then? Because it looked like they were sliding down and sliding down and, you know, there was there was no way back there. Brendan Rodgers is now gone. Dean Smith has come in, despite people questioning that appointment. They got a crucial draw at Leeds in their last game. Again, a relegation rival, so they didn't lose. They got the point. They, they showed signs of life away to City as well, even though they did lose. What do we make of Leicester's chances then? Are they probably the favourite of the group here to get out? Everton next, Fulham away, Liverpool home, Newcastle home, West Ham home. Sorry, Newcastle away. So they've got they've got some good, good games. I think they might. Oh, I mean, Everton they've got to do it, and West Ham they've got to do it. I suppose. But what do you think? It. I think it all comes down to tomorrow, like or Monday night, whenever we release this. That game against Everton is massive. They're at home, which is an advantage for them. It's. I think it is. It's out of them two. If one of them teams lose, I think they go down. That's how big of a game it is. However, obviously in that game, let's say it's a draw. Leicester technically get out of the bottom three, 
and would go up to 16th ahead of Leeds and Forest, just with a draw. That's how close it is, obviously, down there. I think Leicester still have the quality that is more than the other teams, which should keep them up. Um, but yeah, I think the the game against Everton is all the pressure is all there, and that's that's what's key to it. But it's been a very weird season for Leicester. I do want to say one thing was on our last relegation video, a Leicester fan did comment on our did comment on our um, YouTube video and said if they lost to Palace, which they did. He says they were going to go down, which his prediction could be true. So fair play to him if he's right, although he, I think he'd like to be wrong at the same time. And that's just saying we do listen, we do watch and reply to comments. So do comment and we will get back to you. Even if it's abuse. <laughs> hit, hit that subscribe button while you're there as well. It takes two seconds. What do you um, think of Leicester's chances, George? I think, yeah, based on the fact, uh, as Jamie touched on it, the fact they can draw to, uh, on, on the big game Monday and go up two places gives them the edge right now. Uh, you know, this is a side who have won the league in the last 10 years. This is a side who have won the FA Cup. This is a side who have been in Europe. So them going down would be an absolute catastrophe for the you know the whole town, this, everything. Um, but, you know, <laughs> this game, like, you look at the lead table and you can't, you can't like, you can't do this game justice tomorrow in terms of how important it is. You know, we talked about City and Arsenal being the game of the season at the top of the table. Right now, this is the game of the season at the bottom of the table because you've got two teams basically on the same points, both in the relegation zone. If one wins, they go up two, three places. So this is, you know, we're doing Gary Neville's job for him selling this game, but this is, this is the biggest game of the season at the bottom half of the table. Um, so I'm very excited to see what happens. I still think Leicester have the edge because they're at home, because of everything I've just said. Um, I mean, and, I mean Everton, look, look at the scenes. Look at the scenes we saw last season when Lampard managed to keep him up. How are they there again? Like, what is going on? Well, You've got Sean Dyche. Like, I think it's mad. I think, like, I see what you mean. I think out of that group there, Leicester have the best squad, right? I would, on paper. You know, Harvey Barnes is their top scorer. I think that probably says maybe quite a lot about them at the moment in time. But you say about that, normally if you flirt with relegation for a few years, eventually it's going to catch up with you. And Everton have fallen victim to that again. You know, the financial problems, the mismanagement with the transfers they've made. I mean, they've been shocking. You know, they've been absolutely appalling. And obviously they bring Sean Dyche in. It looks like it's turned a corner, but you know, he hasn't won in quite a long time. You know, his last five games have been three defeats and two draws. A very spirited draw against the poor Tottenham side, we could add. But but yeah, this, this game is big for them. I know we're mentioning, you know, how Everton are in this situation, but do we think they're going to get out of it? Uh, well, well yeah, like, like I said, <laughs> yeah, if they lose, if they lose tomorrow, I, I just don't see it. Really don't no. no. I mean, so that that's a tough one. And I think Everton because they've got sorry, like Everton. I think the problem is they've probably brought in the right manager, but 
there's still so many problems that have gone on and on, and that's from the owner and the way that the club's been invested into, I think it is the overall problem. And what is going to be sort of ironic for them is Everton are going to go down for the first time since the 1950s and they're going to get a new stadium. And, and that's not going to help them in the in the sort of getting back to the Prem, I don't think. I think it's going to cause, ah, uh, we've actually got to pay off this stadium and we're not getting the proper Premier League money. I know there's parachute payments and things like that. So that could be a serious problem for them. But if you look at Everton, they're the lowest scoring team in the league. 25 goals all season. That's shocking. That's, that's abysmal. It's Yeah, and I think, I think Harry Kane has got as many goals. So forget that people talk about Haaland scoring more than it. Then you've got the second place in the Golden Boot with the same amount of goals or close close to that. I don't know how many Kane's got exactly, but I think it's around 25. I mean, Damari Gray is their top scorer with six. Followed by mm. Dwight on five and Anthony Gordon on three and he left in January. So that really does say all about everything's situation at the moment. I mean, their fixtures, you wouldn't even say their fixtures are kind to them either. Like they've got obviously Leicester away, they've still got Brighton away, Man City at home, which could be something they might get up for. Wolves away, Bournemouth at home. But I think their big problem is is it's always one step forward, two step back with them. They'll get a brilliant result at Arsenal, say. They'll beat Arsenal and then they'll go and lose at home, I don't know, to Leeds. I, I know they didn't, but that's like an example. And then you think they're going to claw out of it by beating a relegation rival and then they lose to two teams that have anything, nothing to play for. That's what I think is concerning with them. You know, their players are all over the place. Different style of players as well. Don't really seem to fit a philosophy. But they're they're pretty poor. Let's let's look at last place then, Southampton. Just before we round up, who we think's going where, etc. Now, again, another defeat for Southampton. Went one mil up against Newcastle. Ended up losing quite quite convincingly in the end. Are we convinced that they're down? Are they gone? They've, they've not got the worst remaining games, but they're going to need something big, and it, it's going to yeah, it's going to have to be three or four perfect games for them. Which, when they've had thirty four attempts and sort of failed, it, it's hard to see it happening. Um, the the case for them and the only positive, not positive, but the only hope is that Bournemouth, as we said, were pretty much signed off by. Certainly us three, certainly every major pundit, you know, anyone with any logic or, or knowledge about football pretty much had Bournemouth written off. So the fact they've then now got four wins out of five, 12 points, Southampton fans, the optimistic ones might look at that and go, look, in in theory, I mean, it's not even theory, it's, it's more just pure hope, but, you know, Forest, Fulham, Brighton, Away to, uh, home to Liverpool, it's not impossible for them to pick up points in those games, but they're they yeah they're fighting a losing battle. I feel, um, and yeah, as you know, this is a Southampton side who have, have beat Chelsea twice, they've beat Man City, knocked them out of a cup. It, it, it's just unthinkable that they're here, but eventually, eventually, the luck does run out. They've. They, I mean, and before you sort of input, Jamie, I do think Southampton, it's it's been a poor, 
very poor season for them. I think if you look around the club, the fans are convinced they're going down. If you've got fans that have, have accepted fate, you know, there's nothing to get behind players. You know, the player's not even going to feel that belief that they're already going into a game, going to lose. You know, they've got some decent young players, but I think the recruitment has been shocking. I think it was poor for a situation they're in, for a team that shouldn't be, you know, if a team's looking to solidify a mid-table, don't just decide to start all over again and bring in a load of random young players. You know, over the years, we've seen them teetering with it with some of their poor poor performances with the nine nils. You know, they sacked Hazenhutl. Whether you think it's the right or wrong decision is up to you. They brought in Nathan Jones, which I think was just a stupid appointment because I think Luton was a good club structure. He was rubbish at Stoke. Everything was, they were asking for it. And they've been asking for it for a long, long time. And now it's come to roost. You know, they don't promote academy players anymore. You know, it's all come to roost. And and they're in a situation where they're probably the best to bounce back immediately out of the lot. But it's... Oh, I wouldn't it's, even agree. It's tough. It's it's a real, real tough one for them. And I think, yeah, I think um, they're a sinking ship at this moment in time. Yeah, I, th- I think they're gone, to be perfectly honest. Because even if you actually say that the fixtures, obviously got four games left, even if they win three, that means that at least sort of like a like Forest and Leeds need to just win one and they'll be above the like they'll have the same amount of points. It's it's just too much to do. And I think in one of the games being against Liverpool, okay, Liverpool haven't been as amazing this season, but they're still trying to fight for some European football next season, so they've got something to play for. Brighton away is not an easy game. Um, it's not like they've got that favourable fixtures. It wouldn't surprise me if they lose to Forest, even though I don't think Forest are very good. Southampton have been worse, but it's I just there's no hope for them in my opinion. That I think they're they're down and gone. Even if they have the form of what Bournemouth have, let's say like I said, been three of the four games, it's still not going to be enough. And it's just, they're not going to turn around and get that. I think it summed them up, was probably their best performance of the season, was at the Emirates. Now, I was very happy with the result, don't get me wrong. But they still let it slip. And they almost came away with nothing from that. And I know Arsenal were sort of, very, like, are a very good side. But it's kind of like, when you're 3-1 up, you've got, you know, eight so minutes added on. You shouldn't be nearly losing that 4-3. Like, okay, it finished 3-3, but they nearly, it nearly went for four. So yeah, it's it, like... It summed them up, didn't it? It summed them up. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't, you should, no matter who you're playing, you shouldn't concede two goals in deep, you know, stoppage time like that. You just shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, I mean... The squad, though, as well. Like, you look at their squad, and, I, and really, I, I remember distinctly thinking it, like, well earlier in the season, when, when we played them the first game. Um, I just remember seeing their lineup, and I just the, the first thought was that is such a bad side. Um, and ironically, obviously, they went and beat us, but that, that's, that's <laughs> we're we're a separate conversation. But <laughs> even looking at their squad now, you know their starting lineup. If I'm being honest, other than Ward Prowse, it is just a championship side. That might be a little bit harsh, but there's no standouts. There's no real, real prem leaders or or prem experience. And I think they've gambled with too much to, you know, young, exciting players. But you need some of that core 
who have been through it before, and I just I don't think they they've got any of that. Which now they'll probably lose some of them, like Lavia. He's probably the standout one they brought in in the summer. Obviously, Chelsea tried to buy him after Southampton bought him, which was quite a weird one. Don't yeah, we've still been linked. Yeah, I've, we've still been linked with him. Um, he's he's been linked with sort of a move back to City, but we've got like a rebuy clause not this summer, next summer. So it's more there's that. It's it's. I just don't know how they get out of it without stripping what they were trying to do completely and then going for some more experienced players, maybe some championship players who have been in the league and get the league because it can be such a hard league to get back out of. Okay. So that that was going to be my next sort of question then. Um, I mean, who do we think is going down? out of the five. I mean, we could give West Ham if they're not careful and if they focus on the Conference League because West Ham have lost their last two. They focus on the Conference League too much, they might slip in there, but I think that the others are so bad, they'll probably just survive, you know, just like that. But out of the teams in this relegation fight, who do you think are the three going down now, now that we've pretty much got our final, you know, almost confirmation? And who do you think stands to lose the most if they go down like who is in the worst trouble out of the lots Jamie let's start with you um, okay so my three to go down will be Southampton bottom and then I think it's going to be Everton and I think it'll then be Forest I think they're the three that will go down I think Leicester and Leeds will survive just however if you're going out of them five teams who would lose the most I'm thinking it's either Leicester or Everton. Everton, due to getting a new stadium, I think it's already a bit toxic around with the whole owner situation. You've seen them stopping players in cars and in the past. So it could be a very, very toxic environment at Everton, which could spiral even more. And then adding in the new stadium for pretty much no reason. like. I don't mean it overall they need and they probably need a new stadium, but they need to be in the Prem for that, in my opinion. Otherwise it's gonna be oh, it looks pretty, but we're playing crap football. Um however, I think it could be worse for Leicester, due to the fact is I think they will lose a few players. They'll lose Madison. I think they're gonna lose Madison either way. They're gonna lose Madison. Sancho's already signed for Atletico Madrid in the summer. He might not have been that great, but it's still losing players and Leicester aren't or didn't invest any money pretty much in the last summer window. So that's where they've got to put money in their pocket, money into the transfer market to try and improve. And when they lose players as well, I just think their quality is going to dip massively. And it could be something that spirals where they stay in the championship for quite a while. So I think it's worse. I think Leeds... Forest, sort of like, well, Forest, I think it's only been one season since they come up, so they are, they know the championship, and I think they've got some quality that will, will stay that could get, get them back up. Southampton's an odd one. Um, I don't actually know what's going to go on with Southampton, really. And then Leeds, I think they could go back and then start doing the more attacking football, and they won't get as punished as much. Because if you look at like Burnley, it's like they've been playing very good football all this, 
They then came against City and we battered them. We we punished their defensive errors. And you, you get away with it more in the championship. So that's, yeah, I think Leicester would be the worst outcome, but Everton's a close second in terms of who it would be worse for. Uh, I disagree on the teams. I, I think Southampton will. I think it's too little too late. They'll go down. I I do think Leicester, because of what I said and the, the fact they're at home for this massive game against Everton, I think Leicester will nick a win. So I'm going to say Everton will also go down because after that loss, they're going to struggle. Not got the best fixtures either. Um, for my third team, that's where I disagree. I'm, I'm actually going to say Leeds are going to be the final spot. Um for, for the reasons I said earlier, they're just, you cannot concede four, five, six goals at the business end of the season when you're in a relegation battle. And not only does it do awful things for your confidence, but the strikers are also like, you know, I'm scoring a goal, but we're three nil down. And that's, it sounds a bit ridiculous, but that's also going to annoy the strikers and, and, and maybe knock their confidence. Um, and Forrest, as I said, I think they've shown just a little bit of a glimpse of hope and a few good performances. So I think they're going to nick a, a win out of nowhere. It, as I said, it, pro- it, it probably will be against us. But I just believe they, they can get some points in those last four fixtures somehow, some way. Um, and who it will affect the worst, I, I think Everton. Because, again, I guess similar to what you, what you touched on already, but look at the scenes how... Look at the scenes they had last year to stay up and how much it meant to them. Similarly, look at the scenes with, with the fans as it is. Then you think about all the pressures already on the owner and they want him out. Then you consider the fact they're going to lose Calvert-Lewin, they're going to lose Pickford, they're going to lose those kind of players. They've already lost their bright, shiny prospect, Anthony Gordon. So I think suddenly the team who's never got relegated could end up being in the championship and not, not being able to get out. With, as you said, with a new stadium, which might cripple them financially. So I think Everton are in serious bother here if they go down. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I'd agree with you. I think, yeah, Southampton are down. I think, I think Leeds and Forest might join join them. I think Everton and Leicester will have just enough to scrape out of it. I think Leicester have shown the most fight in the last couple of games than the others have. Leeds concede too many goals. Forest concede too many goals. I think Forest's home thing will keep them up. But Leicester and Everton, you know, they need to make sure they one of them gets the win to make sure that they're out of the trouble there. In terms of who stands to lose the most, from the three I picked, I think all three are okay. I think Forest would just have to trim their squad. Leeds would probably need to make sure they get the right coach in for them. Southampton will be fine because... They'll, they've got some young players who I don't really think it's their fault that they're in their situation. Um, they've got Bazunu, you know, Leva, and I think someone like Teller, who's on loan at Burnley, if they decide to recall him and keep him there, they'll probably get 40 million for Wall Prowse or something. So I think they're in the best position because they've got a fresher sort of squad. If Everton do go down, they're definitely the worst situation with this new stadium. And I would argue that, yeah, other than Pickford and Calvert-Lewin, if he stays fit, there's no one in that squad you'd want to buy, especially on the wages they're on. And if you can't shift them, all them players causing a stink at that club, they could be at risk of going down again. We saw it with Sunderland. We saw it with Wolves. If you keep too many of your players, you could be going down again. Leicester, 
I think they'll have enough, but they've got real troubles ahead. You know, Tillemans is going to leave this summer. Tete, Amati, Sointru's already gone, as we said. Mendy, Evans, Bertrand, Perez, they're all out of contract. Vardy's got another year. Madison's got another year. They've got more problems creeping up on them now than the others do, if you know what I mean. They're, they need to sort themselves out. They need to get their appoint managerial appointment correct if they're going to go down because they could be in trouble of not coming back up. But yeah, I think I think it doesn't look rosy for Southampton out, you know, in terms of the relegation. But Everton and Leicester stand the most to lose, if that makes sense. They need to hope they stay up and hope for even more next season. It's it's been a shocker from from those two especially. Well, there you have it. A, a negative note to end on if you're a Leicester or Everton fan. Unless, of course, you win the big match of the season. As always, that wraps us up for another episode. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Give us a follow on Insta. Like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Okay.